0: Let me start off with a good part and slowly ease into the uncomfortable truth. So you don't think I'm biased against any individual or something like that. India is making an earnest attempt to roll out renewable energy and hopes that half of India's electricity needs will be met through renewable energy by 2030. Mr. Narendra Modi also told the United Nations that he would tax coal and ramp up renewable energy and made a promise to reach net zero emissions by 2070. But the truth is that coal is a dirty energy source that produces one-fifth of all planet-warming carbon emission. Another truth is, it's also a reliable source of energy. So join me for today's video where I take you through how India's future is still heavily dependent on coal, despite promises made of a cleaner future. And how the political will of our government seems to bend in favor of an industrialist whose empire is still knee-deep in coal. And guys, if you enjoy such videos, please be sure to hit that like and subscribe button for more such financial content. You can't talk about the future of India without mentioning our biggest industrialist, Mr. Gautam Adani. Mr. Adani will be an integral part of India's energy security and plans to invest $50 billion over the next 10 years on green hydrogen projects, which is basically a form of renewable energy produced when water molecules are split and instead of gases that harm my environment, hydrogen is released. With this investment, Mr. Adani wants to be the largest player in the world in the green hydrogen space. And the only other Indian industrialist that could possibly provide him some competition in this arena is Mr. Mukesh Ambani. Mr. Ambani announced that Reliance Industries will spend 10 billion dollars on green hydrogen projects over the next three years. But all these are promises. And if one has learned anything over the years, it's that promises rarely materialize as per plan. So let's focus on facts. The fact is that even though the Adani group wants to be the biggest producer of green hydrogen in the world, it is, according to San Francisco based Global Energy Monitor, the largest private developer of coal power plants and coal mines in the world. Also India's coal consumption has more than doubled from 2006 to 2022 making us the second largest consumer of coal in the world and the third largest carbon emitter in the world. And the Adani group accounts for 25% of imports of coal into India. So our biggest industrialist and our economy and by extension us are pretty much tied to this dirty fuel. And let me remind you Mr. Adani built his empire on coal. Adani Enterprises was India's largest coal importer somewhere back in 1994. And to import this massive amounts of coal, he used 20 different ports. And because he saw ports as a natural extension to his coal business, he purchased a then run-down Mundra port, which today is India's largest in terms of cargo. And the rest, as they say, is history. So let me narrate you a story of how despite our promises to the world to discourage coal, how our government has outright encouraged it. In June of 2015, Narendra Modi visited Dhaka for his first trip to Bangladesh, projecting himself as a friendly neighbor with deep cultural and trade ties to India. It was a productive trip in which he settled a 40 year long border dispute and signed a $4.5 billion deal for Indian companies to sell electricity to Bangladesh. One of the power projects was to be built by Mr. Adani's company who had provided the corporate jet for Modi to use during his political campaign and accompanied the newly elected Prime Minister on his first visits to Canada and France. But all that aside, here is the broad outline of how this Adani power plant got built. Before we go into the details, Mr. Adani built two coal fired power plants of 800 megawatt each, totaling 1600 megawatts in Goda district of Jharkhand. Goda district is just 60 miles from the border of Bangladesh, and power generated there can be easily transmitted to Bangladesh for their consumption. A good part of this coal will be imported from Mr. Adani's Carmichael coal mine project in Australia. It will be processed and burnt in Jharkhand's Gauda district and the entire power generated will be consumed in Bangladesh. All looks rosy till now. That's until a leaked document last month revealed some fascinating information. This confidential 163-page power purchase agreement Bangladesh signed or was arm-twisted into signing was accessed by US-based news outlet Washington Post who actually got three industry analysts to review it and on which most of the information for this video is based. If you recall a few years ago, there were major protests against Mr. Adani's Carmichael coal mine project in Australia, which is basically Australia's largest and one of the world's last untouched coal reserves located in the ecologically sensitive Galilee Basin. Mr. Adani fought through the protest. And the mine dispatched its first shipment of coal towards India in December 2021. It's this very mine that will be supplying most of the coal for the Goda power plant. This imported coal will land in a port owned by Mr. Adani in Odisha and be transported some 700 kilometers on a rail line built by him to Goda. So as you can see, the logistics of the entire deal and coupled with the fact that this imported coal should be taxed which it's not, but I'll get to that, makes the entire proposition quite expensive and almost doesn't make any economic sense. Unless, of course, the power that's being produced can be sold to someone at a very high price. Enter leaked power purchase agreement. This PPA was designed in part to justify the Carmichael coal mine project. And the result of this is that Bangladesh signed up to purchase power at an exorbitant rate analysts estimate between 2 and 5 times the market price of bulk electricity that's available in Bangladesh and 5 times the price of solar energy. And the worst part is Bangladesh doesn't even need this power. It has 40% extra power generation capacity than peak demand. In fact, it's forcefully shutting down polluting power plants. Further, The PPA stipulates that Bangladesh must pay Adani roughly $450 million a year in capacity maintenance charges, regardless of whether it generates any electricity. And it's not even clear when they'll receive the power because Bangladesh hasn't even finished their side of the transmission line. A former high-ranking bureaucrat from Bangladesh's power regulator said that their Prime Minister, Sheikh Hasina, cannot afford to anger India Even if the deal feels unfavorable, he further went on to say she knows what's bad and what's good and that if she satisfied Adani, Modi will be happy. But that was just one side of the story. Beyond the borders if I may say. Now let's see what happened in India to facilitate the Goda power project. Not only Bangladesh, but the state of Jharkhand also got a terrible deal. Not only do they have to deal with the environmental hazards that such a massive power plant brings with it, but they got no benefit out of the deal. See, Jharkhand is India's second poorest state. For years, the law required power plants built in Jharkhand to sell 25% of their power back to the state at a discount. But after Mr. Gautam Adani's brother, Rajesh Adani, who is the group's MD, met with the then Chief Minister of Jharkhand Raghubar Das in 2016. Things moved quickly. A former state official who was present, recalled that the next morning Mr. Das summoned his aides to the cabinet room and instructed them to move urgently and that anything that needs to be done, just do it. And so in October 2016, the Jharkhand government amended the 25% rule and Adani's project steamed on ahead. Even an environmental review committee that felt uncomfortable about a coal plant serving Bangladesh emitting pollution inside India was disbanded. A second more accommodative committee approved the project after they were reminded about Narendra Modi's ease of doing business. So by early 2018, Mr. Adani had received all the necessary permits which brought him to his next hurdle. Potential tax bills on coal worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Imported coal is usually taxed at 400 rupees a tonne, which would cost millions in the grand scheme of things. So Mr. Adani applied for a creation of a Tax-Free Special Economic Zone or SEZ at the Goda site. The Commerce Ministry had specifically in 2016 disallowed tax-free zones around a single power plant and actually denied Mr. Adani the request initially. However, months later the ministry changed its mind and amended the SEZ regulation at the direction of then commerce minister Suresh Prabhu, a Modi ally. Officials said tax-free zones like this would promote energy exports. This tax exemption is expected to save the company around 35 million dollars a year on just coal imported for the Goda project. But perhaps the most disastrous consequences were felt by the villagers of Goda. Farmers, labourers, and residents of the impoverished village were promised compensation, jobs, schools, toilets, and even new shoes and clothes. But when they began protesting after hearing about the possible ill effects the power plant could have on their environment and crops, the heavy hand of the law came down hard on them. There were reports of assaults, harassment to turn over land, cases being squashed by local police and courts in favour of the Adani group. One local legislator who began to speak out against Mr. Adani and began to turn local opinion of the project was imprisoned for six months for public disorder. Residents say that a soaring power plant has materialized in their village. But much of what Mr. Adani promised schools, toilets, running water, new jobs have not. My only conclusion here is to set up any big and revolutionary infrastructure project Many brave decisions have to be taken, much political will is required, and to execute it one should be willing to go the distance. But how far is too far? That's the question to be asked here. Thank you. Hi, you have been watching our videos on HW News English. But why be content with content in just one language when you can choose from both? Yes, from 1st of January, we are bringing together the repository of our ground reports, interviews, and analysis under the umbrella of HW News Network. So, while HW News English will stay as it is, you will now be able to watch our Hindi and English reportage together. So, don't forget to watch HW News Network from 1st of January.